Hello and welcome to Let Me Introduce You, the food business podcast, where I introduce you to the most amazing producers, entrepreneurs and consultants that work with me to build stronger, healthier, better versions of food businesses. I've been building teams to work with food businesses for 25 years and now I'm taking you behind the scenes in my business to meet some of these people. This week, let me introduce you to Stu McDonald, founder of Manny Life Peanut Butter, who has an infectious zest for life that flows into his brand too. Manny Life sourced all their peanuts from a farm in Argentina because Stuart met them and loved them as people and they happened to grow amazing, naturally sweet, high oleic peanuts too. Stu talks about starting a business in his early 20s, what his mum says he does, going to Argentina to work and what he would do differently if he was starting all over again. So I've been really looking forward to having a chat with you because you are always full of energy and 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 that's just really what I think we all need an injection of at the moment. So um, how would you describe what you do to other people? So at the start, how I would describe, and I never really described what I did to people, uh, if I'm honest, but how I would describe, it would be like anything and everything to get this on the ground and, lose, and ultimately like lose my mind every day. Uh, how, what I do now... I think is a, is a, perhaps a lot more like emotionally challenging, but a lot less uh, like frantic. Uh, is equip an unbelievable team to do their jobs to the best of their ability, and occasionally make deals. <laughs> yeah, that's that's brilliant, <laughs> and that's really good to see how it's changed. So, yeah. when did the business start? When was your first first peanut crushed? Uh, so. <laughs> June 2015, the first jar was blended in the UK in a rugby club kitchen after we imported a ton of peanuts from the farm we still source from today and our production partner pulled out. So that was when, that was like the, the summer of 2015 was like the kind of birth. Yes. Um, I then became an accountant for a year and quit in, in October 2016 to take it full time. Uh, but still, like, selling out my mum's car type thing. Yeah, but uh, brilliant. Great. Yeah. And how would your family and friends describe what you do, which is always the total opposite of what you describe yourself as? I think my mum my mom does this an embarrassing amount. Uh, I think <laughs> she she says, my darling son, Stu, creates the most delicious peanut butter on the planet. You've got to try it. And what's, what's amazing now, actually, is I think she's been saying that for bloody years. Uh, but now, because we've kind of hit the stage of like actually we're like a substantial business like she'll start this um conversation and then they'll interrupt and like it's not manny life is it so she's now she's now super brilliant uh which is cool that's 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 really lovely isn't it it's good that that she's so able to describe what you do and you know because a lot of people can't get their heads around what people in the food industry do it's quite funny yeah you'd love my mom jane she's also called jane oh well then When we're allowed to meet people again. Yeah, oh God, yeah, you're right. You need need to arrange it. Um, What's your favourite way to eat peanut butter? Um, It depends which one, but uh, the... You can give us a breakdown. Okay, so deep roast crunchy on a banana. So get up in the morning, post run, whatever. Yeah, Uh, that's a favourite of mine. Original roast crunchy, there's this recipe 
I mean, this is pretty, like, this is, I mean, ultimately the way the original is like, put a spoon, but there's this amazing recipe which I'll share. I, I don't know off the top of my head, but you basically mm-hmm. you create like this sauce with the original roast, uh, and there's like soy sauce, ginger on this, and then you stuff it underneath the skin of a chicken. Chicken. Oh, and that's just off good. the charts. We definitely um, want that recipe in the show notes. Yeah, yeah I'll, so. I'll get that off my, my buddy who made it. Uh, yeah. and, then, and then deep smooth with dark chocolate mm-hmm. and original smooth. On an apple. I must admit, if I am craving something sweet, then I will take a slice of banana and put deep roast on it. And it's just delicious. that is enough. <laughs> and it and and the flavour lasts in your mouth for so long, you know, that's yeah. enough to move you on then. Because yeah. it's just like... And you're pretty full as well, right? You get yeah, pretty full. You do. Yeah. The, the trick is to put the spoon away before mm. you decide to take a second spoon because that's fatal yeah nonsense <laughs> and it's fine it's quite interesting actually so that was the, the, the thing that I mean so much stuff got, got me into it in the early at the start but the thing that kind of like one of the initial hooks was I, I, I worked for a peanut butter social enterprise um, in Argentina and we used to go around soup kitchens like, mm. give it to chance kids uh, and one of the things that I thought was so amazing about it was like so you give a kid a chocolate bar and an apple and like nine times out of ten they're choosing the chocolate bar because it tastes better like yeah. better branding whatever but if you put peanut butter on the apple all of a sudden it tastes as good it's better for them and it like become it like equalises the playing field yeah so I, yeah and they, would, and they would choose that version yeah which yeah, is well, great I mean, still, still lost out to a lot of chocolate bars but won a few more battles so it's yeah. cool it's great that is good isn't it that is good um, you've you've hinted at the fact that you were an accountant for a year, yeah, yeah. but when so when you were at school and thinking mm-hmm. about what you might do, what were you mm-hmm. thinking life looked like? When when did you even think accountancy was the thing, or you know how did that all happen? God's going back quite a lot. Um, I basically fell into accountancy because. Uh, Knew it paid well. Knew I didn't really know what I wanted to do, and and as you kind of go through school and then university, like they were all the, always the people that were on campus that like, advertising these internships and and whatever. So I kind of like I think I did a week and then a month and then and then just had a job offer. Uh, that being said, I was always pretty clear that I one probably wouldn't be a very good accountant. Two didn't really want to be one it was just like for lack of a better idea right uh i think one of the things that uh kind of got me away from it and at the, at the same time it was a really good foundation mm. i think the initial idea was Very three useful years. As, as, yeah. a, as a business owner yeah. to have that yeah, background yeah, exactly so the initial idea was three years aca like safety net uh and then go on and i think what when i was toying with the idea of leaving to go do my life I kind of like I wrote down every, like the worst things that could happen if I left, and what basically realised was I already had a pretty decent safety net. Like mum and dad, they love me. They live in London. Even if I was earning like bugger all, for for at least a period of time, they would have had me in. I would imagine fed me and like loved me. And it's yeah. like. So it's funny, people talk about the You had a very the solid risk. foundation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, it, and it's quite interesting how... I mean, this, this takes a pinch of salt, but, like, growing up, I, I kind of had this idea that, like, entrepreneurship... Well, I didn't really 
mm-hmm. used the word, but like business was like a was like a social equalizer. But what I found latterly is the majority of people who start business, especially when they're young, yep. are basically people that have like a natural safety net, yep. which is which is. Which is sad, could lead isn't us, it? Yeah, yeah, kind of. And it could lead us into like an interesting political discussion about the benefits of like, yeah. and there's, I mean, universal basic income, whatever. Uh, but, but it is, it is. It's, it's like, a diff- It's a big thing to do. Yeah. To I think because we're always all told that having a salary is an important mm, thing. Mm. It, it's funny, isn't it? I I often ask people and look at whether other people in their family were entrepreneurial mm. or no. I mean, yeah. my my parents weren't. Yeah. Um, and in fact, my, my dad always used to say, please don't start your own business until you're married. Because what he was worried about was that he might have to look after me. Um, oh, really? <laughs> and bless him, what good job I didn't it? take that advice because I'm not married. Yeah, so well, I would have been yeah. really... Um, yeah. there. That would have stuffed yeah. that one up for me. But yeah. I can remember being made redundant mm-hmm. the day after I had just bought a new house in London and signed all the papers and then thinking mm-hmm. actually being employed doesn't make me any more secure so mm-hmm. I might as well now yeah. just go off and do my own thing because at least I have some idea of what might be coming because yeah. they said to me kind of we're going to have to make it redundant but we waited until you'd got your mortgage and I was like oh well I can understand that you yeah. If they, you know, if they'd done it the other way around, I might not have got my mortgage, yeah, which would yeah. have been a nightmare. But yeah. I'd have liked to have known it was coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <You> no, <know? laughs> interesting HR. Uh, yeah, it was. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't their finest yeah. moment. I would have to say. But I have a lot. Yeah, I have a lot more respect for people who start businesses later in life when they've got mortgage kids because that's yep. like real risk, right? Yeah. I mean, I was, I was, I think twenty five. And only responsible and, for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And barely that, to be honest. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so, obviously, you went on a gap year and were working in a social enterprise. Yeah. The light, which, the light symbol of the sun off in this room. Okay. Yeah, so it was... So, it's interesting. So, I mean, yeah, I guess it kind of was a gap year. To be honest. Basically, I, yeah. had the job, I had the job with PwC. PwC. Yeah. Knew that probably wasn't really for me so I took the decision to move to Argentina which is the country I've been to uh, mm. when I was a bit younger then I, I loved it with the idea that I was going to build up enough guilt to become an accountant for three years yep. and then arrived fell into this job with a peanut butter social enterprise for like it was kind of two three months and right so I mean it, it's good isn't it how sometimes yeah. when you step outside your comfort zone things mm. just happen yeah um, for sure yeah so and and if you hadn't done some of that, then you wouldn't have met those people. You wouldn't have bought those nuts. Yeah. And and I guess too, the fact that you're still buying nuts from them and your business is mm. doing so well is having a great effect yeah. on what and they can do, which good. is lovely. Yeah, and it is. It that's a really interesting point because probably from like a commercial perspective, we're still quite. There there are substantial farms. So we're still fairly small from them for them. However, Manny Life. Manuf was the first peanut butter brand to really start like talking about and digging into the stuff that was become so prevalent in coffee. So like talking about provenance, yep. talking about rose, talking about kind of uh, process beyond like commodity yep. stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And, so, and it not just being smooth or crunchy. Yeah, which yeah. is yeah, which is yeah. And, and it's great because like people are now catching on. Um, 
But I think because we we kind of ha- hanged ourselves so close to Providence and and then like the amount of air. I mean, I generally work because they've got great nights. But the, but the primary reason was because I just absolutely love them. And the amount of air time that I get with like uh, the commercial director. Uh, I mean, even the kind of the the the, the top of the family, cause the family on farm. Yeah. Considering what size of business we are for them is pretty amazing. That's and I think good. It's, yeah. And so they and they obviously they clearly appreciate it. Yeah. Um, who do you think your business role model is? Mm. Or if you can't think of if that's not something you think, have you ever worked with somebody who've either thought I I love how they do that and I would try to do that, or I really don't like how they do that, so I would try never to treat anyone like that or yeah interesting so like i think you've got you've got the people you kind of read about so you've yep. got uh like the phil knights yeah uh, the french the french canadian guy that started patagonia yeah um it's a good example yeah um i mean I no read some of these books but then yeah. but then but then you've got the people who you actually kind of encounter and i think yep. the people you encounter are a bit more interesting and it yeah and what's been like unbelievable about this journey is the number of like incredible people that I've been exposed to which you you obviously want yep. uh, and you kind of just pick and choose so we've got a great board uh, and just seeing them operate so I remember yep. we, um, and you pick little things so it's like how you deal with people how you one of the big lessons that I've kind of had drilled into people many many people is um do less better, and if you yep. if you ever encounter anyone from Innocent, of which I've yes. been fortunate enough to encounter many of them, yep. like that's just a mantra that was just dug into them from like day one. Yeah. Um, so there's kind of, and then got my mum, who's like ran a dental practice for thirty years, and, and no one ever quit. Like she had the same team for thirty years. So so you've watched her people skills and things, yeah. and and kind of picked up on that. Yeah, that's really yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and how many like, in your team now? So, 11. Great. Uh, with one more coming in. Uh, isn't that lovely? Isn't that brilliant yeah. to be taking on new people at the moment too? Well done. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And that's... And it... I get, like, a lot... A lot of pleasure. And I've got quite emotional since I met mm-hmm. my now wife. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was, I've gone from this, like, caged animal to, like, this, like, emotionally free-flowing, like... <laughs> Metro man, it's because you, it's because you met on a yoga retreat, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> but I get immense pleasure out of seeing like the team develop, and yep. we've got a pretty young team and on, on the large, and and they're all growing like so quick. And I mean, I'm I'm pretty young as well, so good. Yeah, you certainly are. You still yeah. are. Um, people often talk about stepping out of their comfort mm-hmm. zone in order to be successful. Can mm-hmm. you? think of something that you do now that you never imagined you'd be doing plan (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah plan um i mean do a lot of public speaking but i kind of i i although i hated it in the early days everyone hates public speaking in the early days um, I don't think anyone ever thinks, yeah. isn't it lovely that I've been asked to go up on stage and say yeah, something? But, but the thing is, I do, I, I, I do now. I really but enjoy you, it but now. you enjoy it? Yeah. yeah and so it. what sort of, who are you being asked to speak to? Younger people or? Uh, I mean, it's hard to tell now because it's all on Zoom, so you yeah. can't really see them. 
but yeah, it's like people starting businesses. Um, right. We're we're looking at something which uh, a kind of uh, like an educational program which will require Brilliant. a lot of that. Uh, but kind of got to keep that quite close to my chest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, ge- genuinely, it's like stepping back, planning, and building. A, a strategy and like thinking about roles because but from the from basically since I was like five I kind of just like went on and did it yes uh, and I get less so now but I, but when you when the move from like frantic doing everything person yeah. to to kind of conductor to really di- directing your yeah. thoughts a bit yeah. more yeah where like you're not constantly acting I I when that transition was happening initially I used to get like intense anxiety from the yeah. idea that like I was sat there supposed to be planning and then it's like what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing so yeah, uh, yeah. oh that's that's really interesting though so that's a good one um what is the one obviously you're a very good planner now so yeah and yeah. you're watching don't worry we've got a plan <laughs> I know well but I mean I I I think these are brilliant things that you've shared because I mm. think a lot of people are in that situation mm. and, and it is difficult you start up you can't afford to have anyone else mm. so you have to absolutely everything and I think it is fundamental from early on that you start thinking if yeah. I could give somebody else this to do what bit and yeah. you know I mean we when I began my business we used to do loads of other people's cookery demos and all those kind of things and be out writing mm. recipes and organising demo teams and things and I would think I would really miss that if I wasn't doing Mm. it and then at some point you think actually no I'm really quite happy to give that to somebody else and be able to move on and so you know I I think some of it happens naturally but but it's a it's a great thing and and planning and getting it all organized and having the time to work out what else you want to do and and how you want to do that so it has the most positive effect on the other people in the business and everything and mm. and now you have more responsibility too and often in small businesses the problem is too that too much of it's in one person's head but mm. if you are planning and everything then, yeah, then that just spreads yeah. it out and gets yeah. it out on paper and makes it much easier and also makes it easier for you to step out and yeah. when you do step out is normally when you have all the good new ideas because yeah. If you're in among all the today stuff, you can't. You just don't get the time to think about things. Yeah, it's so. interesting. The um, what the the thing. I mean, often you kind of get asked, like, "What would you change at the start if you mm. go back?" And and most mostly it's like any failures were lessons, and and wouldn't change much. But one thing that I definitely would change is when 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 I was doing everything, it was all in my head and was like a spaghetti mess. Yeah. And I would make, I would have made a concerted, concerted effort to like split, almost like split the departments. And like today I'm doing, I don't know, like opposite. And so, which just meant that when we brought people on, like the handover took bloody yes. ages. And to some extent, like it's still kind of happening. But if but it, it, yeah. I, I, I can understand that too. The E-Myth Revisited, the Michael Gerber book, he says, do the, you know, do the plan, um, write your organisational chart and write sales manager. And even if you write your name next to it and then write ops director and write your name next to that and then write finance. And But it is that thing about, because the way you are and the way your head thinks is why you're entrepreneurial and a lot of people can't cope with that 
and just need to be able to do their own bit of it. Mm. And if you then try and hand over bits of lots of jobs to somebody, it doesn't work. You know, they very often just want to do their bit of the job. And Mm. in a small team, there needs to be some flexibility, but Mm. you still want to... Um, you know, to be able to give people defined, clear roles mm. and and let them yeah. get on with them. So I think that's a that's a that's a good one. Um, if you look back at your younger self, yeah. what do you wish you'd known? I wish that I'd known that. So yep. splitting splitting things up. I wish I had known like how to cope. I guess trust talent earlier I think probably kept stuff in for too long and then it's funny because like you kind of you wish you'd known the stuff that's that's happened since but at the same time if I hadn't known the stuff that happened since then we would we would have probably gone a different journey yeah and and wouldn't have ended up where we are now no you you wouldn't have had the same experience no I I think that's that's a, a good one I think a big one is like try and enjoy the journey yeah uh, which i'm which i'm much better at doing now but like early days first four first four years of it like the driver i think to some extent still now and but the driver was like fear of failure uh like fear of not uh like just creating something special and it's funny like I, there was a lot of, there was a lot of excitement along the way but it was very mm-hmm. much like we 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 do something incredible, and then two minutes. Like, what's next? And I wouldn't really take the time to. I to years and years ago, a big group of us did a, an NLP for business owners course mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. and one of the guys said, "I wish I could take time to enjoy the success I've had, mm-hmm. rather than." always looking at my to-do list of what I want to do next. And I think, again, that's that entrepreneurial driven Mm. thing in Mm. you that can see lots of opportunities. But, but you, and, and also sometimes it's only when you're talking to other people about what this year's looked like or something, you think, shit, we've really done all of that. You know, I, I think very often you're so looking at, well, I thought I would have done that by the end of today and Mm. I haven't done it yet, but you don't, who you are now with the 11 people you know I mean in your team you've won loads of awards you've got some fantastic great taste awards on your products Mm. and you know and and I think sometimes you do just need to stop and and think yeah it's funny isn't it because it's like to what extent is the is the like the demon driver the driver of success and to what extent is it like is the success come despite that yeah and success in like inverted commas um and I don't really know the answer. It's a balance, isn't it? I think it's a bit of a... And there's a constant battle between mm. all those bits of it. Mm. But if you weren't that kind of person, you'd never have been driven enough to do it yeah. in the first place. What is the best thing that you've eaten recently? Oh, God, Jane, it's going to make you cry. So, uh, so a uh, really good friend of mine uh, runs a fantastic, fantastic restaurant. Uh, which I guess is an average from chain mm-hmm. uh, uh, called Labab. So you've got Labab, which is Kingly Court, Bad Maison, which is Soho, and I think they've just opened a couple more. And well done to them for opening yeah, more. Yeah, moment, I mean, too. fantastic. Yeah. And we have 
developed a Mani Life Labab menu, which really? we were supposed to be launching in January. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I need to speak to him, but I think because we've gone back to tier three, I think we're going to push it. And we, the, we, the team and I went for a dinner uh, there in November uh, to like to sample the menu. And it was honestly like, I mean, I can't, I can't even get, because I can't even remember the dishes, but everything no, was just No, but everything well. tasted superb. Yeah, yeah. It was Fantastic. like, it was, gen- and it was, so, it was, I was kind of thinking like, was this really that good? Because like, oh, what, I was just thinking because it's our stuff. And like everyone agreed, it was like some of the best we've ever had. Like when when that menu drops, whoever says this, you need to go. One because it's delicious, yeah. but two because the the guys at Labab deserve your custom because they've had an absolute. I mean, as is everyone in the restaurant. Rotten Ro- year, yeah, yeah. I know. Well, I think I think you know. I hope that those that make it through mm-hmm. people will really appreciate them yeah. because we haven't yeah. had them because I think yeah. we'd all taken for granted I think a lot of us didn't realise even how often we picked food up on the go or yeah. you know yeah. didn't eat at home and things until you had to suddenly yeah. think of 12 weeks of menus because you'd been locked yeah. in you know and it is it's quite different isn't it um, fi- a final couple of things that I want to talk to you about mm-hmm. um if you could sum yourself up in three words, what would those three words be? And they obviously don't need to join together. Uh, again, has changed. Mm. Uh, determined. Yep. Emotional. And uh, this is pretty bland, but so pretty enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with enthusiastic, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I would say that you are somebody who has great energy mm-hmm. and that your enthusiasm for stuff mm-hmm. is infectious, yeah. you know. I mean, I, I really do think that. So, and It's quite a tricky question, actually. How would you, what three words would you use to describe yourself? Oh, golly. Um, direct. Uh, which yes, is one, which is, yeah, which is one that people often comment on. Um, um, pretty driven as well. I'm and I'm competitive with myself, which mm-hmm. which isn't a single word, obviously. Yeah. But but I think those are things, and some of those are things too that I wish I'd realised everybody mm-hmm. wasn't. You know, if you sort yeah. of look at what do you know about yourself now, yeah. I. In my mid-40s, I had a chocolate brownie business as well as my consultancy and realised that I really didn't enjoy the chocolate brownie business. And I said one day to my friend's partner, you know, I just don't like doing the same thing every day. Mm. I love problem solving and Mm. then moving on. And I'm not a maintainer of anything. Mm. And he said, yeah, like we haven't all known that about you since you were 16. And I thought, and then when I look back, all the jobs I've done that I've loved, I had that kind of role. Yeah. And I think, how did it take you till you were forty yeah. something and had spent <laughs> quite a lot of money building up a business to realise yeah. that you disliked strongly? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Everything about that type of business, yeah. and yeah. you know, my degree had been project based, and I loved them, and mm. I, so that's why I've you know stuck with the kind of work I do because I love coming into a business, helping them move forward, mm-hmm. but but then letting them maintain and build on yeah. that, and then I'll come back yeah. in when they want to do something else, and yeah. 
and when I worked for Greg's, the bakers, yeah. they recognised that about me, and they yeah. put me into almost entrepreneurial roles. Mm-hmm. And yet, I still don't think I'd twig that I would run my own business at that point. You know, so I think, I think that's what it is. But yeah, so yeah, I, I think those, those are probably my words. And then my last thing to you is, yeah. what's next? What are you getting excited about now that, uh, that you can share? <laughs> what can I share? Yeah. Well, the, team, the team always tear me up for being too open about Right. confidential stuff but uh, some products mm-hmm. uh, some clothing right for, for the overarching uh, yep and hopefully one day kids good good well that's so, these yeah. are all brilliant yeah. that's fantastic yeah. and there's a there's a bit more James I can't but but like which I'm so I'm so excited about and it's tearing me up inside that can't I can't say well well but, we'll hear about that when you can yeah, you can yeah. share it on social and we'll certainly share it with other people too oh one thing I would like to offer your listeners of which I'm sure there'll be millions a exclusive uh, 15% off code for manylife.com and the code is eat with Jane thank you for listening to let me introduce you the weekly food business podcast If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe in Apple Podcasts or wherever you pick up your podcast and make sure you don't miss an episode. Please leave a comment to let us know what you've enjoyed or connect to us on Instagram at Jane Milton Food or Twitter at Food Networking. If you found it helpful, we'd love you to tell other food businesses about the podcast too. See you next time.